What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Sound Money Podcast. I am your host, Steve McGarry, where we discover everything and explore everything about businesses and technology. And today I want to talk about a really important subject, as usual. This one isn't as controversial as some of the other ones that I've addressed and you guys have recommended, but this one is a very important one, and it is about student debt. Student loan debt is a massive, massive topic, $1.5 trillion in student loan debts that are in the United States, and that number is a very, 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 very disturbing one. And I wanted to go over six things about the student loan debt some people say it's a crisis but you know I, I think that the term crisis is kind of thrown around pretty uh pretty aggressively nowadays and a post came out about a month ago in november from brookings edu and uh it was written by a research assistant at the brookings institution and I found it to be really compelling. I'm going to be linking it in the description below, as well as my course that I've mentioned multiple times on the pod in the past that you guys can get for 25% off if you just type in the coupon code INVEST25. Teaches you how to buy and sell online websites uh, and online businesses and be profitable, generate cash flow, passive income, and whatnot. It's a super fun course. Thank you so much for all of the support. You guys have been incredible so far with the course. But let's dive into the facts about the student loan crisis slash debt problem here. So 6% of borrowers owe a third of all of the outstanding debt. And I have the article pulled up here. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or just listening on Spotify or iTunes, I'm just reading through some of the, the facts first, and then I'll share some of my opinion towards the end. A very small fraction of student loan borrowers have very large loans. 6% of borrowers owe more than 100,000 in debt with 2% owing more than $200,000. This 6% owes one third of the outstanding 1.5 trillion in debt. At the other extreme, 18% of borrowers owe less than 5,000 in student loan debt. So if you guys didn't know this about me, a previous venture that I did that I sold to the founder of PayPal, Max Levchin, was a peer-to-peer -peer lending business for students to learn programming. So we were raising money from investors to invest in students to go through coding boot camps, and they would be placed into a job, very low risk profile, very fun talking to students, investing in their future and investing in them. It was a very, very fun venture. And that is a sweet spot for me where I think it's uh, very important for people to focus on education. We've talked about this on the pod in the past, and it is super, super critical that education is a fundamental component to uh, the society as a whole. And it has everything to do with people's decisions in the future or a big part of it. I won't say everything, but it has a big part to, to do in there. So that is a big statistic there that 18% of borrowers owe less than $5,000 in debt. This could be for various different types of maybe their trade schools, maybe it is still pieces of a university, uh, like a state school type debt, but you know, they collectively owe 1% of the debt outstanding. Now, the second fact is one quarter of student loan borrowers have about half the debt outstanding borrowed for graduate school. So meaning if they've gone through undergraduate programs, and if you guys are brand new to the university system in the US, usually you do like an undergrad for four years. And then if you really want to uh, focus 
into a subject very much deeper. You know, you can dive into a graduate program and get a master's in whatever subject you want to learn about. And I am a component of college. I know a lot of people are against it right now. And I think that college teaches you a lot of things. I think that it should not be the price point that it's at. I think that's where a lot of the the conversation begins is people say, this is like not guaranteeing you a job. You're getting a liberal arts degree or whatnot. And it is a uh, not placing you in a career right out of the gate. But I think if it was priced correctly, people would uh, change the tune slightly. Uh, I do believe that. So with that said, a quarter of people doing it for grad school, that is a, a pretty substantial amount of that $1.5 trillion in debt. Out of all the households with student debt, only 26% are headed by an individual with a graduate degree. While only a small share of households with student debt have a graduate degree, loans associated with graduate degrees account for 50% of the total outstanding student loan debt. In contrast, 42% of households with student debt are headed by someone with a bachelor's degree. They only account for one-fourth of the total outstanding debt. Fact number three, Individuals who owe the most are not the individuals who default on debt. Now, this will lead into fact number four. And uh, this is that borrowers with graduate degrees have the lowest default rates despite accounting for about half of the student debt. And higher default rates are more common for students who went to for-profit institutions. So this is something like a University of Phoenix, full sale, things like that, where people were, you know, being charged five figures to go through these programs online, and then they weren't getting jobs out of the gate, and they just got stuck with this huge debt. And those have been very much shut down. A lot of them have been slammed for doing so with like military vets and things like that. Terrible, terrible situations, putting these people into debt and not uh, getting them the quality education that some of these other institutions would provide. And that was, a, that was a few years ago that that exploded, uh, and a lot of people were very upset about how that turned out for especially just people that needed access to education, and they were just getting slapped with this massive debt. So 40% of borrowers from for-profit two-year programs default on their loans within five years of entering repayment, and 32% of those who went two for-profit four-year programs defaulted in the same time frame. So 32% of that uh, original 40% defaulted in the same time frame. That is crazy to think about. And that is that is very much a product of many things going into that. But it just goes to say that these for-profit schools were um, and are not necessarily aligned with the students and you know, trade schools are something that are very undervalued, I believe, in the economy because they place people in jobs directly and they have employers just absolutely chomping to try and get more employees at these trade schools actively as pipelines into their, their workforce. So I feel like there should be more, more emphasis on those. And that was one of the reasons why I started that business a few years back to try and emphasize the, uh, the shortage in tech talent. And the defaults are much less frequent among those who borrowed to go to public or private nonprofit four-year schools. So that leads me into num- the next fact here. And I'm gonna jump ahead 
and that is that you cannot go BK or bankrupt under your student loan debt. Now, this, I think, is something I don't know why this was put into place, and it is wrong on many levels, and I think that if in any scenario, if someone declares bankruptcy, it should be wiped clean. If they throw in the flag and say, I, I'm using my right to declare bankruptcy and I need to wash the slate clean, I can't, I can't go forward. I'm willing to obliterate my credit for you know seven years or whatever the uh, time frame is after bankruptcy. But you cannot do that under student loan debt. So it's literally just etched into your back uh, if you have you know six figures, five figures, whatever it is in debt for the foreseeable future, for your life, um, until you actually pay it off. <laughs> if you do pay it off or uh, you know default on it. So it's, it's a really barbaric thing that that is the case. I, ha I have no idea if you guys do know why that is the case, why they will not allow you to go bankrupt under your student loan debt. Uh, definitely comment below and let me know on Twitter if you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify because I find that to be obtuse and I, I never understood why that was the one type of debt that you couldn't get out from under if you declare bankruptcy, which is the the ultimate kick that someone can take. Uh, and not the ultimate, but one of one of the very bad kicks that you can take is declaring bankruptcy. The next one is most, most bachelor degrees recipients graduate with little to no debt. 30% of all bachelor degree recipients graduate with no debt. And another 23% graduate with less than 20,000 in loans. Fewer than 20% of all borrowers owed more than $40,000. Among for-profit schools, nearly half of all borrowers owed more than $40,000, but only 12% of those who attended four-year public colleges owed that same amount. So that line right there, among for-profit schools, nearly half of all borrowers owed more than $40,000, and fewer than 20% of borrowers owed more than 40000 when they went to um, the traditional uh, universities. So that is a statement right there. That is saying that it is a cookie-cutter vehicle to tack on debt and deploy capital into uh, a vehicle that is a for-profit business and uh, really churn out that uh, that debt, which is sad and it's it's upsetting that that happens. And the last is even if financial aid covers the whole tuition bill, many students still borrow to cover living expenses. Many students borrow to not only cover their tuition and fees, but also to get cash to finance the cost of living while they're in school. An urban institution analyst conducted using the National Post-Secondary Student Aid Study finds that students' borrowing patterns among those from whom all tuition is covered by scholarships and grants are similar to those who have to pay tuition. For students at public universities and colleges with no net tuition, 22% borrow 30,000 or more. On average, they borrow 24,000 in comparison, 23% of those who pay an average net tuition of more than 5,000 borrowed 30,000 or more. On average, they borrow 28,000. So the debt held by borrowers with the uh, by the net tuition level is pretty wild to look at. 
Um, it is it is definitely uh, something that I'm going to be linking, as I mentioned below, next to the course in in the description about this because there are a lot of statistics out here that are talking about the student loan uh, facts, talking about the issues, talking about these um, a lot of these topics that people are mentioning on stage. Like for example, Pete Buttigieg, one of the Democratic uh, candidates for president in 2020 is talking about how immediately people would go into a database that owed the student debt and their payment, their monthly payment would be adjusted. It would be dynamic and it would adjust to their income. And I think something like that is a pretty, uh, pretty straightforward response. It's pretty fascinating that it has been static. Like that amount is how much you owe. It doesn't matter how much your income is, even if it's your whole paycheck. It's just a bleak system and you can refinance, of course, with things like SoFi and all that. But at the same time, there should be something in place that is uh, helping, helping alleviate this stress. And that is another thread that I talk about a lot on the channel, which is Andrew Yang's UBI or the Freedom Dividend, where he talks about $1,000 a month to help alleviate some of this uh, massive, massive debt on the shoulders of an entire generation of people. $1.5 trillion is just mind-bendingly paralyzing uh, for an entire generation of people. And these facts, you know, they do debunk a little bit here. They do, they do show that for-profit schools are tacking on more than $40,000 on average for their students. Over half of students that attend for-profit taking out more than 40 grand and for profit are, are constantly ridiculed for their their uh, velocity that they deploy capital to students and also the value that they bring them they are just not even on the same field not even on the same uh, playing field there it's just brutal how that works out so it is interesting to watch these facts they are accurate as far as i can tell i've cross-referenced them and uh, the the Brookings Institute is is uh, you know they go through a lot of um, fiscal and monetary policy and things like that at their Hutchinson Center. It's pretty cool. I've followed some of their research over the past few years, and the breakdown of share of borrowers and share of debt, the associate degree, the bachelor degree, and the graduate degree is really interesting because it shows like the level of default versus you know graduate, bachelor, and associate degree. And it is fascinating to see that uh, through the uh, through the lens of this analyst. Uh, but really, really great information. I hope that these facts kind of cleared some things up for you guys. I know a lot of people have asked questions about the student loan debt uh, issues and the amount, 1.5 trillion. And as I said before, the most disturbing one out of all of them is that you can't go bankrupt to get out from under it. And I think that's just absolutely asinine to think about that someone can't have a fresh start is just not right. And I think that this is a, a massive, massive amount of uh, debilitating debt for the future. No matter what generation you're from, no matter what background you're from, where you live or anything like that, if you see these numbers and you see that these young people all have massive, massive amounts of debt sitting on their shoulders right when they come out. And if they can't land a job, that debt just lingers and it's crippling and it keeps you from doing things that could better society. And none of us win when people are just crippled right out of the gate like this. 
it's not a, a winning scenario at all. So needs to be addressed. That's why I'm releasing some of these facts, telling everybody about my opinions on what I feel could be done, things like UBI, things like that dynamic pricing that uh, Mayor Pete talked about, and a few people on the political spectrum right now, on the Democratic side, do very much talk about your free education, your free university, your free um, tuition, and completely obliterating student loan debt. And we saw that happen at a speech a few months back where a speaker actually paid off all the loans for students in the crowd that were graduating from the university. It was an awesome speech, awesome speech. And he was at the end, he was like, I'm going to wipe out every single one of your loans. And that was a phenomenal like example of how it's starting people off on the right foot what our education institutions should be doing. Every, they should be starting everyone out, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, educated, eager to jump into the workforce, help the economy move forward, and not just chopping people at the knees with this debt. And that was such a great example of someone personally who had done well, goes out, clears the debt, clears the slate for a whole graduating class, and that is things that, uh, you know, like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, they have mentioned that they are trying to do free education, public education at universities and uh, just dealing with the loans, the massive quantity of $1.5 trillion in loans. So that is it for this episode. If you guys like it and you're watching on YouTube, slap a like. If you guys are listening on Spotify or iTunes, definitely let me know what you guys think by subscribing. And uh, thank you so much for all the support with the course. It's been incredible. Once again, invest 25 to get 25% off. Link will be on the YouTube channel. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Sound Money Podcast.